right, welcome to another episode of the Couch Coaches Podcast, and Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a great Christmas and holidays and New Year's, and it's the best time of the year. Like, I love Christmas, I love December, but January is, I don't make any plans. People call to do stuff on the weekends, I say, I'm busy, I'm not really busy, I'm watching football. And uh, college football kind of wrapped up, it's, it's the big question marks uh, yesterday, on uh, on New Year's Day and looking forward to these uh to the championship game. I was kind of blown away with how tight the games were. I, you know, you always hope the games are going to be that good, but then you get into the situations where, you know, one versus four, two versus three, and the, and a lot of times you have blowouts. You have situations kind of like the Georgia FSU game, and we didn't have that at all. We had two very very tight games, um, four extremely deserving teams to be in the playoffs, and I'm I'm very looking forward to uh, to Monday. Um, but let's kind of recap on the games yesterday. We'll go in order. So starting with Bama and Michigan, uh, Deacon Greg, thoughts on Bama and Michigan? Like you said, it was it was a, it was a great game. You know, uh, it was a, a a battle of of, of wheels. You know, who who it, the game was won in the, in the trenches. You know, at the in the offensive defensive line. Um, a lot of people saying that um, that Bama shouldn't have been in there. I think I think I think that the um, the 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 um the 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 coaches the the um commission whoever how they choose the teams I think they got it right I think they got them to, I think they even got the order right that the one you know the seedings were all right and um you know that was a great game um hats off to to Michigan they came in there they they won that game you know there was a battle but you know they 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 were the better team they they fought it in the, in the trenches and they were more physical at and especially at key points of the game. Uh, Bama never could get a running game established. I always say, you know, Bama used to have like at least three starting running backs, you know, sitting on the bench, you know, so they could rotate in. They don't have that anymore, you know, the with the uh, transfer portal and and you know colleges, you know, you know guys are just you know everybody's catching up with everyone. So it really boils down to coaching. And a lot of the things, a lot of the uh, pundits today said that uh, Saban got out coached. So uh, and that could be, you know. We've been talking about how great a coach he is, but he always had a stacked team. So we'll see going forward. Brother Bill, thoughts on uh, on that first game yesterday? Yeah, I ex- I expected M- Alabama to win because, to uh, Deacon Hill's point, in in past the Alabama teams uh, have typically been more physical than whoever they played in the playoffs, and this was the first time I've seen them be out physical. Uh, not just at the line of scrimmage, but even in, at the linebacker area. When you look at what Michigan was able to do in that last drive, um, still being able to run the ball, um, that's typically been uncharacteristic of a Michigan team to be able to come back um, in a big game. Um, they've typically been you know, good front runners. Uh, when they've beaten Ohio State in the past, they've typically had the lead late, have been able to hold on. And this was the first time I can recall in a long time uh, to see them down and needing a touchdown, not just a field goal, but actually a touchdown, just be able to get it into overtime. I mean that um, that impressed me. Uh, the other thing that uh, su- surprised me, and the broadcast even called it, is when they went for it deep in their end on that fourth down and two, knowing that was just basically you know one play to execute to decide the game, as opposed to punting it and hoping they get the ball back using timeouts. Um, give you know. Jim Harbaugh, credit, you can say what you want about him with all the, you know, issues they need to deal with, you know, with the team and the scandal, but he rolled the dice 
um, and put it in the hands of his team and the team got it done. And so you have to take your hat, hats off to them. And then unfortunately for Alabama, the way the game ended, um, that was a head scratcher to me. We talked about it, you know, in our chat that that running play, a quarterback draw, I just did not know. I could not understand that call at all. Um, and it was a tough way for them to lose the game. That's all. So Michigan was the more deserving team because they fought for the 60 minutes and then the overtime to get it done. Yeah, I was with the way that the with the way the Michigan's defensive line was able to get in on Alabama's offensive line. I can't believe the game was really that close. I can't believe Michigan had to because they was just when they were doing those pass plays at the beginning, even at the very beginning of the game, it's like they are blowing this line up. I'm like, they're not going to get anything done. And to have them be able to drive, and then to, on the flip side, to have them be able to drive, like Saban, Saban doesn't run the offense. He's the head coach. You know, he's he's picking the OC, and I'm sure there's some there's some collaboration on what they're calling and their strategies and everything. But to have his defense just give up booty, like the one time in the game where they need to just lock it in, and those big plays, those fourth down plays, it it was like the Eagles and Chiefs last year when they're on the in the red zone, like on the five yard line. And they just, they run this play and a dude is by himself on one end of the field and the whole defense is going to the other side. That, that sort of reminded me of, it was like, they need to, okay, we got to stop them. And it was like, they, I mean, it wasn't even two. What do you get? Like 30 yards on that play? Mm -hmm. There was nobody there. So, no, so their defense was completely caught off guard with what they were running. And to me, that's a, that's a bigger disappointment in looking at Saban then those just god awful play calls in the in overtime, like running the ball, running the ball, running anything on the seven yard line. When you have to get in the oh my god, I was like un unbelievable. And and one saving grace for the play call, even though I think the play call was awful, is they said that he picked the that he didn't follow the lead he was supposed to follow. Like something opened up on one of the sides, and I, I was listening to it. It wasn't a visual. Something opened up, and he didn't pick it. He just went. He went well, to I, I heard I that. Well, first, first, it was a low snap. The snap was low, yeah. and they said that one of the guys, it, it was one block that was missed. If that yeah. one uh, tackle or guard would have made the block, then he could have got through. But they, you know, that's why they try to justify that play. It was just one block that was missed. So yeah, but no, yeah. that call, that play call was crazy. That was <laughs> that, that was crazy. It was it was baffling. There was one, there was one other one. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Bama or Michigan, but they do the. It's like fourth down or third down and two, and they have to get it. And they and they do the play where it's like, um, like where it's like a, a halfback draw where they hand it to him and then he waits to see where the hole is and there's no right. hole. Everybody just right. piles in on him. It's like, bro, you. It's the other thing that that I, that that surprised me. Although I did see in some of the regular season games, uh, Michigan quarterback JJ, I can't recall his last name. Um, the one play on the drive for them to tie the game at the end where he hit the receiver um, and the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Yes. The receiver caught it. Yes. I mean, it could have been easily intercepted because if the receiver doesn't make that catch, you had two two DBs right there waiting, and then the, that would have been the ball game. So they always say football is a game of inches. Perfect example. I mean, that play. So Michigan made all the plays they needed to make. Uh, the play calling, and to your point, Joe, and then the execution down the stretch was impressive. If well, they do that against Washington, if they come prepared 
Um, I could see Michigan win the game. I mean, I know we'll, we'll talk about that once we talk about the second game. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, that was – they got it done. And that That's play, all. too, he had a lot of zip on that ball, and it slowed it down. So the right. so the wide receiver gets it, and the DBs go right by him. So he is able, he's able to, like, stop to come back to the ball, and that opened up the lane for him to get – that that whole thing was like – because you never – you always see, like, a deflected pass, and the and the, 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 the wide receiver, like, loses, you know, because he's going in one line, and the, the – it, it deflects someplace else that worked that could not have worked out better for for him that that's like that's like when they talk about like the sports gods that's like it's like they just handed it to him the dbs just keep going and he just turns around and cut oh that yeah. was a wild that was a wild game um turning to the other game uh texas and, and washington and i did i did with uh with uh um brother james uh getting getting called away tonight i did try to get uh brother chris to jump on because he is a massive UW fan and he was the first person besides my brother-in-law that I texted last night when that game went final. Um, Texas UW, massive game. Um, brother Bill, I'm going to stick with you. Th uh, thoughts on the game? I expected Washington to win, um, but I wasn't sure whether or not, what they were going to be able to do defensively. I mean, considering that um, Nix, what's his name, Bo Nix Jr., he was the Heisman runner-up. I didn't see any tape from the guy who who won the Heisman. But I'm thinking to myself, I mean, the way this guy balled in this game and he was the runner-up. Oh, you, like, you, you mean Penix. Penix, thank you. Penix Jr., yeah. thank you. Like, how is Penix Jr. the runner-up? I mean, if he's been doing this all season, which, I mean, I know he has been. I mean, that was that was impressive. He, he lit it up last night um, when he had to. And Washington really didn't have a running game. I mean, that was the, the majority of... What they did offensively was was passing the ball, and they found the most creative way to almost give the game away at the end. When they tried to run the ball instead of just kneeling it down and just running the clock down, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if they if Texas, you know, marches down the field and wins this game, that's going to be the talk of the whole off season. And it looked like they were going to also. Yes, I, watched, <laughs> oh, I felt so bad for like I felt so bad for my brother-in-law that last. Yeah. They're like they're right there. It's just, I'm like this. Please don't tell me they're gonna they're gonna pull this out at the end. Uh, Deacon Hill, thoughts on the game? You know, uh, Washington held true to form. That that's been their mo the whole season. Uh, every Sunday I come to church and talk with Chris. I'm like, dude, your team just scares me. I don't know how <laughs> how they pull these games out, but they play that way the whole season. You know, you they you just know they're gonna lose. And like you said, with the the quarterback, he. A lefty too, and uh, he was throwing the ball. Um, you know, Texas. I, 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 I kind of thought Texas was the more physical team. I thought they were going to win. I thought Texas, because because Washington been scaring me all year. I was pulling for Washington because you know we got we got Chris <laughs> at our church, and then we and, and Washington is closer to Texas to us. So I, I was pulling and Pac twelve, you know, and I was do, I was going for them, but they scared me the whole time. And they held true to form. They don't make nothing easy all the way down. So that was it. Was a great game and a great win for 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 Washington. You know, um, their defensive line was impressive. They got they they were getting some pressure in there. They got one good pass rusher. That guy gets in there and was causing havoc. So yeah, that their defensive line was saving them a lot. And the quarterback throwing that ball. So it's there. There there's not going to be an easy out for Michigan. So it's going to be a great champ, uh, national championship game. Yeah, I feel like with their receivers, I feel like they're they're at least with quarterback and wide receivers, 
I feel like they're as dangerous as LSU was a couple years ago with Burrow and Chase and those guys. The, I mean, those wide receivers, I mean, he's throwing dimes to those guys, but they're those passes, they're some of those passes they're catching with the with the DB all over them, those are not easy. And they're pulling everything down. They you have, know what gets me though, one thing, Joe, real quick, is these DBs these days, they don't never look back. How come no. they they just run with the receiver and the ball comes right down, you know, and you know, what's whatever happened to it used to be when the deep when the when the receiver looks back, you look back. <laughs> just a glance or something to see if the ball's coming. These guys just run straight ahead. Ball, like you said, the ball's dropping right in there. Well, and I and I feel like that's gonna that's gonna bite them when they go pro because at least in college, if the ball's short and the receiver comes back, it's a, it's 10, 15 yards or whatever. In the pros, that is going to kill you. When you just when you're when you with the the wide receiver has to come back to get you, um. So uh, Deacon Hill, I'm gonna stick with you. Thoughts on next week's game? Who, who Michigan or UW? Oh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say this: uh, um, if if Michigan if, if 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 Washington can establish any kind of a running game, any kind of a, they, they have to get a little bit more physical than they did. Um, but just like we were talking in our, in our chat earlier, that uh, it they can't it can't be a track meet. I don't think I don't think Michigan can keep up with them if it if it comes into a, a track meet. The only way only chance that Michigan has is they have to just you know turn it into a dog fight and 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 win in the trenches and make Washington have to try to you know out out muscle them or something like that. But uh, I'm not, but you know what I'm gonna, I'm 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 sticking with I'm I'm Chris I'm going with you Chris <laughs> I'm going with Washington. Like going Huskies, brother Bill. Who do you think? Who I, I mean, I, and it could be a thing. Who do you think is going to get it? Who do you want to get it? It could be two different things, also. Yeah, um, I don't have. I think from a sheer sports story, um, other than the Michigan scandal, it would be a good story for sports, right? For a a storied uh, team like Michigan, their history. How about you know to for a, uh, an ex player to win a championship for their alma mater? Like I said, it'd be it would be a good sports story, but then the other side of that is would the cha- will the championship be tainted because of all the allegations? So that's 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 something you know that yeah I have to consider too. I don't have a, a rooting interest either way, but from a sheer sports uh, a fan standpoint, it'd be great for a school like Washington as well, not just Pac twelve, but because they it's it's not often that a team west of the Mississippi um, plays this well for this long, other than USC. I mean, there've only been a handful of teams west of the Mississippi that get a whole lot of national press when it comes time to playoffs, you know, late in the year. It's almost always SEC, you know, Big 10, Big 12. That's, you know, that's just the way it is historically. ACC kind of gets some back in the Florida State and Florida days. But so I say all that to say, if I was a betting, if I was a betting man, I would think from a style standpoint, um, that Michigan can find a way to get it done because I think they can they can do more offensively than Washington can. And Washington is t- more one-dimensional. But the question is going to be Michigan's defense um, if they make if they can make Washington work for their points. If there's turnovers, then it's going to be anybody's game anyways because both teams have shown that in big moments they they can make either the mental mistake or the actual mistake Michigan, you know, they had what, I think a turnover early in that game. So um, I expect it to be a close game. I don't expect it to be a shootout. I could see it being in the twenties. Um, and last possession, I think Washington last possession to win it. I would, 
give them a better shot at pulling it out than I would Michigan. So you're going Washington. Um, who do I think is going to win? Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I think Michigan will win. I guess only because I believe they, I think they, um, they can do more offensively. You know what their running game is. Um, the question is going to be whether or not their defense. I mean, if Washington is, is lighting them up early, then it could be a runaway game like TCU. But I don't expect I don't expect that to happen. I, I expect it to be close. Okay. Yeah, I was um, I was just watching that line last night, going I don't know, and and knowing that that Washington doesn't have a great running game, um, knowing that pass plays have to have some time to develop, I was just kind of going, man, I don't know how in the world Washington's going to be able to even have the time to get the ball off. But then I remembered, and I wish I had thought about this because I was so surprised Alabama was getting blown up at the line, but then Texas did the same thing to them when they played them in Bama this year. They were, they were more physical. They, they, their lines were, they, they, Texas had control of the lines. And I went, UW just moved the ball very, very well against a team that blew up Alabama. And so their defensive line is going to be, maybe it's not the same as Michigan, but it's in the same ballpark. And I thought if they could do that against Texas, they could probably do that against Michigan. Granted, I'm sure Michigan's DBs are better, um, are better than Texas. They're, they're Michigan's defense is better coached, I think overall. They looked, they I mean they were on top of it. They had clean tackles. They were, they they looked really good last night. But I think with that, I think Penix is is I think Penix is unique, and those wide receivers are unique. And I think Washington is a very 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 well coached team. And if UW doesn't win this year with Penix leaving, this coach is gone. Whatever the whatever the big job is that opens up, this dude is this dude's out of there. I don't know where that is, but but it's, he's not going to stay at UW. Um, he's going to be going someplace someplace big, maybe uh, maybe Texas when they let uh, Sark go. <clears throat> but I'm gonna I'm going I'm going UW because they played Texas. Um, Texas has a very tough defense, but I'm going UW. I'm going UW with. Uh, with with Chris, we're going Chris and my and, and my brother in law. I think that offense and I think the offense and I think the coach will figure out something to start because McCarthy's McCarthy's good. He's not great. When uh, Harbaugh comes out and says he's the the best quarterback Michigan's ever had, it's like he might be, but he's not. Like to me, I don't see anything where he's going to go into the next level and be and 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 be a killer. I think he's I think he's okay. Yeah, and I would think because McCarthy doesn't have to be great for Michigan to win. Penix does have to be great for Washington. I mean, I mean, it's, he's the offense, right? And so a good defense, I and mean, we've seen it both in calls and the pros, um, when a team is one dimensional and there's, you know, the one guy you have to stop now, it's easier said than done. I mean, you know, when you got, when you get, you know, he's got that Superman cape. I mean, when he's, we saw, we saw it in action yesterday. So if he plays Monday, like he did um, last night, then that might be enough for Washington. But like I said, I would be surprised if Michigan lets him throw for 400 plus yards. So we'll see. Yeah, that would, that would be, that would be something. And I still, and I still think Har there's something with Harbaugh in big games. I still think, I know he just beat Saban. This is one of the worst Bama teams that Saban's had in the last like 10 years. It was still close. I, there's, there's something with Harbaugh until he does it. I, I can't, I can't see it. Yeah. I just have a hard time with it because I've seen him coach big games and he poops a lot. I think if he trusts his coordinators on both offense and defense and just let folks on coaching, then they have a shot. I mean, at, at this state national championship games, the head coach situationally sure there might be some decisions to make, but you put games like this in the hands of your coordinators. They've been doing it all season. You say should. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, all right, so just real quick, we have to address it because it was such a huge deal when they announced the top four teams. Uh, FSU, they had an opportunity to come out and prove everybody wrong, prove prove the committee wrong, and and take it to to Georgia, and they laid the biggest egg you could possibly. I mean, it looked like they didn't want to be there. They had all these op outs, opt outs. They had all these. I mean, they just they could not have shown worse. And given everybody the, all the reason in the world to 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 be happy they weren't in the final. Thank goodness this team was not in the final four because they got absolutely annihilated. And I don't know how anybody can look at that team and be like, "Oh, they should they should have they should have been in there." But and, brother Bill, if you have any thoughts on the FSU Georgia game, any any takeaways from it? Yeah, I I was disappointed because from a you know fan standpoint, from the network standpoint, from the advertisers, the sponsors, for all that money. That was not a good product to put out there for a, a a playoff game, and so for the players to opt to opt out, if it was if I'm a sponsor, I'm like, well, sure, I'll sponsor, I'll sponsor you, but I didn't want to know that you know all your starting players actually going to play because if I'm if I'm paying for this, if I'm spending my advertising dollars, I don't want that kind of a product out there. I mean, the game it was an awful game to watch um, unless you're a Georgia fan. I mean, it was it was just not entertaining at all to be a, see a team get boat raced like that. That's that's not good for football. And so, if I mean, I don't know if if teams have the option or if they should let teams declare, you know, who's going to play even before they um, choose the, uh, the the seating for the playoff. Because to me, that that should that that's almost like in the NBA what we see with um, players, you know, uh, with teams. You know, sitting players um, throughout the season—that that's not a good product to put out there for the fans. So that that's my takeaway from the from the game. It just it just wasn't a good product to put out there. You can tell. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a good product. But you know, that what you're saying, Bill. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't. You know, now it's easy to say that they should uh, ask. The advertisers could ask who who's playing. But the team, the whole thing is, and the take that I heard today is. You know, you got to blame it on the institution. You got to blame it on Florida, uh, Florida State. That you know, the 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 staff, the coaching, or the the president for for letting those letting letting that letting it happen like that. They should have held their players accountable, more accountable for what happened because they all they did was pout. They just pouted. They didn't show up. So I don't take no stock out of the game because Georgia had they were angry because they got beat by Alabama. So they were going to go out there and put their you know their A game on. And then you got another team that's pouting because they got left out and half their players are, are sitting out. So what do you expect? You got second string players playing against, uh, you know, the two time defending national champs. So you're going to get that score like that, but it's, it's more on, on the institution, the coaching for, for now, if you got legitimate injuries or something like that, you know, but you know, it, you got to have some type of pride in your organization. Hey, we're going to go out here. We're going to play anyway, you know? And so that's, that's where I put it at. On the on the coaching and the institution for letting that for letting that happen for not holding his players accountable. Like one guy was saying, you know these these players they start they were talking about the uh, the transfer portal and things like that where they should they shouldn't let any players transfer until after all the bowl games and all of that stuff because you know you started this season out with these teams you're supposed to finish them with <laughs> why are you just opting out and doing all this stuff now? So yeah, I, I they got a lot of changes that that, that need to be made you know, with the institution and with the rules and stuff like that. Yeah. The transfer portal thing is insane to me that you could allow that before the season's over. 
Because you have dudes that were playing on the field for a team. They're in the transfer portal. Like, you know, they're leaving. Like, what, what are, what are, what, I don't, NCAA is just completely, completely like taking something that, that could, that could work and, and makes, makes college football more exciting because teams can jump up and be better really, really fast. That's one thing they have, they have to adjust. And, and I completely agree with you on FSU. That's, if I'm a player, how can I look at what FSU did and how they responded to not getting in the top four and be like, you know what? That's the program I want to be a part of. That's that, that, that's the guy that's just, all that says to me is just is a loser. You didn't, I mean, you should have been like, at least play hard. You could get, still get killed by the, by Georgia. They're a fantastic team. You're not that great of a team, but man, have some, some pride, some, anything, pride. which is the whole thing was, it was just, it was so, well, like you, you got to have your players out there though. You can't expect these second string players and stuff like that to come out. They can have all the pride they want. They ain't going to get it done. That's why they're second right. string. Agreed. So. But you can, but you can see players playing with, you can see even sucky players playing with pride and playing hard. I mean, it just, the whole, everything was just blah, the whole, the whole game. That's like running. Okay, run your varsity out against your JV out against your varsity and tell your your JV play did. with pride and see what, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> you can play with pride for about three snaps, and then and you're like, "This sucks." I want to go back to playing JV. Um, okay, so so jump into pros to 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 wrap up here tonight. Um, the pr- pretty much the playoff seeding is kind of all is all kind of dialed in. Um, we know who the ones and what the one seed is for both. Um, there could be some fluctuation with twos and threes. The Bills, to me, I think have, I think have the biggest jump. They could either they either make the playoffs and could be the two seed, or they could completely miss the playoffs, which would be wild to not have them in the playoffs at all. Um, but for me, and because there's two, because you know who the one seed are, you know that they're going to get a bye week. So the Niners and the Ravens have a bye week. So these next these these next games don't matter at all. So the question is. Rest versus rust. Um, and I feel like the types of teams, the type of team that the Niners are and the type of team that the Ravens are, I don't know if it if it if the rest would be equal for both teams. Um, so I want to know your thoughts on if you're if you're the Ravens and the Niners, do you rest your players knowing that you get the week off, or do you do you play them this final game and then give them the week off? Um, Deacon Hill, I'll start with you. That that's a, a a good scenario, uh, you know, a, a situation to be in because, you know, you earned that spot to be there. Um, but and I, and this is I'm not this is not my original uh, idea, but I heard a, a, a commentator talking today about the, like the Ravens. They're so locked in. They've been you know bum rushing everybody for the last couple of weeks or whatever. So they're they're locked in. You know, they don't need you know more, more repetition or anything like that. So. But the, my only thing is, is if, if you got some injuries, like like the Niners, you got players that are injured or stuff like that, I would definitely rest those guys. But even if I'm the Ravens, I would treat it almost like how you do in the, in the, in the, uh, the preseason, how you just play your starters for a little bit, just give them a little bit of time and then, and then get them out of there. So you don't try to, you know, you try to, you know, keep them at least, you know, up to game speed a little bit. But they're so locked in, you know, they know what they're doing. They're, you know, I'll, you know, rest is good. If you're locked in like that and ready to go, I would, I, it would depend on the injuries and then maybe I would just give them a couple of snaps. Brother Bill. Yeah, agreed. I mean, typically for teams, uh, the number one priority is to go into the playoffs as healthy as you can, because they say it's all about availability. And so Christian McCaffrey, you know, he has a mild calf uh, strain. He won't play. 
um, which I wouldn't, I didn't expect him to anyways, as soon as I saw that he was taken out in the third quarter of, of the last game. Um, but I would say they let their number ones go for a few series, maybe the first quarter. And then you want to have your backups in for two reasons, not just so that you don't run the risk of injury to your ones, but to give your twos some some snaps as well, reps as well. It, it, because for the 49ers, they're going to be playing a team in the Rams who, although the Rams are in the playoffs, that's a team that they could see again in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting for that game to see for both teams um, what players they put out there. Um, for the Ravens, uh, we, I can remember early in the season where a lot of the press was about Miami and Kansas City's advantage. Hampton. We said early in the season, you know, watch out for the Ravens. And here we are. You know, they got, you know, the best record in the league with losing their number one running back. Um, so I think for the Ravens, uh, rest, I don't think will hurt them. I, I don't see rust being a concern for them because they've been a locked in, well-coached, well-executed team the whole season. And even for the, the teams that they lost against, um, they, they lost to Cleveland. The, their losses were against physical teams. So I expect them to be clicking come playoff time, even with the extra week off. Yeah. So, so I, I see them, I see the two teams a little different. The Niners, I feel like the Niners are the same team every single week and we may win or lose or whatever, but for the most part we play, I mean, if we throw four picks or whatever, we're, you know, we could play everything else could be great, but you throw four picks, you're not, things aren't going well, but we're to me on offense, we're very consistent. And to me right now, the Ravens, something has clicked in the last couple of weeks with the Ravens where they are, they're on, they're on like another level offensively. Like the blocking with the movement of Lamar, with the movement of the wide receivers. And if to me, as much as I don't want injury, because I think this is the first year Lamar hasn't been injured, which is a big deal considering he just signed that fat contract. Um, but so Lamar is, has shown to be injury prone, nothing major, but like enough to keep him out for a couple of weeks, but they are so dialed in on offense, like almost on like an unstoppable level on offense that I don't know if I would want to mess that up. I mean, I, I, so, so I, I hundred percent agree that, that, that they should get some time. Like if you're going to rest, okay, but you should do like, like one or two series and stuff just to kind of keep it going. But they're, they're, they're doing, it's almost like the, the way the Cowboys offense was running a few weeks ago. And it's like, this isn't the Cowboys. Like, this is not the Cowboys, like them throwing all over the place and, you know, 400 yards and all this stuff. And then something got, something got figured out. And then they kind of came back to earth. To me, the Ravens are kind of in that 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 realm right now, where they are just on like another level, and teams have not figured it out at all. Even Vic Fangio, one of the best, you know, they got absolutely they murdered the Dolphins last week. I don't know if I would mess with that. Um, and look, that's the difference. What you said about the Cowboys. the Cowboys, you seen the schedule who they were beating when they were running like that. Baltimore, yeah. <laughs> Baltimore is beating some. T you know, they beat the Niners. They just beat the breaks off the. The Dolphins, so yeah, you know they're they're that's a different animal. I just yeah. I just don't know if I would. I just don't. I like I'd be so afraid that it's like it's almost like it's almost like to me the doll the the Ravens are like it's like a five tier wedding cake, and you have these dudes carrying the cake out, and it's like just everything is just perfect. Like you just you don't want to. I, I wouldn't want to mess up anything because they're just and I don't because you take two week two weeks off, you come back in, people have. People have watched the tape for two weeks. People are playing you for the second time. I I don't know, man. If if, if it were me, I I would be I would rest because that's the smart thing to do. 
because health is the biggest thing in the playoffs. But man, I would be really worried that this, whatever's gelling right now, the way it's gelling, because it's such a, on like a freak level that it wouldn't come back that, that well, the first, the first round. I kind of look at this the same way you did when there was a buy in the regular season, right? I mean, the teams, it's always interesting for me to see the teams when they come out, come out of a buy, how they execute. And I've seen some teams where they just fall flat on their face. And I shake my hands, you know, what did you guys do for that extra week? I mean, they come out and they play a team that didn't have a buy and you had the extra buy and you think you'd have the extra time to prepare because you know who your opponent's going to be when you come off the buy. And I see some teams, they just get annihilated, even with the extra week of rest. I don't see that with either team. And I think for the Ravens, what we're seeing is something we typically don't see out of a Ravens team. And that's, I mean, they're putting up points in the, you know, 40s and 50s. And that's typically been uncharacteristic of the Ravens team because the way they're built. They're built, they've typically been more of a kind of a run first team, smash mouth. And even when they had, you know, Joe Flacco, they just weren't known for putting up a lot of points. So I think this, this is a, whoever they play in that divisional round, um, unless it's Cleveland, I can't see the Ravens losing that first game. Because that's usually when you would see the rust. Is that divisional you know, sure. game? Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. I'm, I don't expect either team to be rusty. They worked so hard to get this buy for a reason. And like you said, Bill, that you, you, they're so close to the prize now. That buy in the middle of the season, that you know, the 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 the, in, the light of the tunnels a long way away. So you can get you know turned around or whatever. But now they're so close. I just think rest and and just being healthy is is the key coming in, just on running on all cylinders. You know, with you know fresh. Those fresh legs go a long way. <laughs> so I, I, if I can get it, I'd take it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, and I see with the AFC, NFC, except for the Browns and the AFC, I, if, if it's not Ravens, Niners, Super Bowl, some either there's a major disappointment because of injury or something went drastically wrong because there's no reason why these two teams, the way, the way that they're kind of playing should not, should not be in the, in the Super Bowl. Well, I would say to be fair, to be objective, I think the the Niners have stiffer competition in their when they're playoff seeding than the Ravens do. I look at the teams that you know defensively can give the Ravens the biggest problem, and the only team I could see defensively would be the Cleveland Browns. The question mm -hmm. is, does Cleveland have enough offense? Because you know what you're going to get with the Ravens defense, and so for a Cleveland team to go to Baltimore. I mean, like, if the Ravens can't take take care of Cleveland at home, then Flacco I guess Flacco in Baltimore. What's that? Said no quarterback is more comfortable than Flacco in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, so that that would be the interesting matchup if that happens. Oh, uh, I, it was I even talk. Happens. It was even talk on first take this morning about possibly, you know, question was who could possibly threaten, you know, the Ravens and the AFC. The first team that the the people agreed on was Cleveland. The other team was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said, no. Stop it. Even Stephen A put his head down on that one. He sure did. He sure did. He said, I just don't see wishful thinking not going to happen. In the no. NFC, yeah, I mean, the Niners, they had, I mean, there could be, pick any of those four teams between Dallas, the Rams, um, Philadelphia, or um, Detroit. Detroit out. Or Detroit, right. Who, if the Niners aren't on their A game, could give them problems. The, the only team that would concern me is the Rams, just because they know us so well. All those other teams on the road, forget it. But the Ram, the Rams know us really, really well. Yep. But uh, I don't know. I'm pumped. So uh, so we'll we'll have the the league wrapped up this year. We have about a minute left. We'll have the league wrapped up this year. We'll know all the playoff seeding the games next week. We'll talk about that first round of the playoffs. 
and we will discuss the national championship. Hopefully it's the Huskies raising, raising that trophy for the first time since 1990, if I'm right, 1990, 1991, around there. I know yeah, it's, been a long, it's been a long time. Yeah, they said neither team has won the championship in this century. I'm like, it's only been 22 years. I mean, yeah. they say it like that. <laughs> Sounds dramatic, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys very much. I will see you next week. All righty. All right. See ya.